ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox the Box and Xbox Podcast. My name is Potato Chief and I'm with my good friend Alice. How are you doing, Alice? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's spring. So go ape. I hype we go I, I just had some Coca-Cola, so I'm a bit hyperactive with some sugar. Too much sugar in my veins. Do you just like Holy snort God. that? Uh, not, not cocaine, the other coke, <laughs> the, the legal coke. <laughs> uh, well, we've got four- some like cocaine in the coke can, so it's just like, oh, you can get some cocaine with it, and then it's just like, uh, stupid, just get rid of it. Anyway, so sponsored, sponsored. We're not sponsored, but we'd be awesome if we were. Um, we're episode forty-two, which is the meaning of life, right? Forty-two. Well, is, is that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, if I, or is it forty-three? I think it's forty-two. I would say uh, all we can say to that is forty-two, and then we can end the podcast. So, thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you for watching. Bye. That was a short one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, last week's episode. So uh, let's just crack on with the show. So last week's episode was our most popular episode of all time ever. Yay. Ooh. Because we were controversial, so let's be controversial again. PlayStation sucks. <laughs> well, I, well no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I don't recommend Hogwarts Legacy, and the TV yeah. show is going to be made, well, it's going to be made into a TV show by HBO anyway, and that is truth. Really? So, H- oh. because uh, On Above is just now going to focusing on like new, like most popular franchises, so just like. They cut lots of things out, and they decided to do Velma yeah. and the Flash movie. But I think the Flash movie is interesting, especially you get Michael Keaton's Batman back. So yeah, that's cool. I like uh, where everyone was like, everyone hates the guy who plays the Flash, and now they've shown the trailer for it. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I'm excited for this film." Now I'm like, "Well, make your mind up." <laughs> and then Batgirl's cancelled anyway, and instead you get like something like Velma as well. Is that? Like, yeah, controversial TV shows. We can I, make just a whole the, I just watched the honest trailer for it because, yeah. and I didn't even like go for the TV show because we only know this is like, uh, well, crap anyway. But, I think it's crap. But yeah, anyway, so the, the latest podcast is by far the most popular on YouTube. We don't have the analytics yet for the podcast version, but. No. It has attracted like about above 90 views for Ooh. that. And it just mentioned so many things. And then we released two videos that's based on the snippets of it. One of which yep. is Atomic Heart, which is if we received 20 views. But the other one, it became even more popular and talks about a subject we're pretty much trying to move away from. So just don't mention the uh, taboo words. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anime. anime. Hey. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you for watching the episode. If you subscribed last week and all that, we really appreciate. If you're new here, thank you for subscribing. We're hoping to make the channel better and grow more. We're coming up with new ideas every week, and we're experimenting with it. And I hope you stick with us and, and give us some, you know, feedback and stuff. That'd be fantastic. Uh, also, today is Saint David's Day, and I, I am Welsh. Haven't. Uh, happy St. David's Day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, it's, it's Welsh Day today, Wales Day. Yeah. <laughs> people who don't know, the people outside the UK. Uh, St. George is what uh, is the St. Patron of England, St. Patrick is Ireland. Everyone knows St. Patrick's Day, right? And then what's, yeah. the, what's the Scottish one? St. That's a good question. I suppose uh, people who comment, probably comment that answer if they ever like listen to the entirety of the show. But then, but yeah, the point. David's Day, so I'm patriot, feeling patriotic today. Welsh, I'm Welsh, full of proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We eat coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't speak Welsh. It's like no, I know like two lines in Welsh. I say, "Eat nitri pedra pib quet." That's yeah. it as well. I even have uh, some good memories when I like lived in Wales for three years, and that was me doing a uh, degree. Like um, yeah. every time it's like St George's Day at the university, I walk over and there's like daffod daffodils in pots across all the tables in the canteen because I used to go to Ultwin campus. It's no longer there. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. turning to flats yeah. or has been demolished. But I certainly had the good memories. Like you have multiple floors, and when you go in the canteen, it's like you see daffodils. And it's just yeah. like it's just treated like it's if a huge special day. It's a bit unfortunate where I'm at in the moment because it's really, really cloudy, so it's not a lot of sunshine. But I certainly got some like buds growing, and I got flowers in my uh, garden, so it's pretty yeah. much positive, really. But I just we like yeah. We both went to Newport. We both went to Newport University. Yeah, you were like saying about there used to be the Carleon campus, which was really nice. It looked almost like Hogwarts. It was like very old fashioned and mm. pretty. It looked, it looked like a proper university, like how you'd imagine it on like TV shows and stuff. And uh, now they've already got the new building, which is in uh, on the on the uh, it's like on the on the riverside of, of yes, of, um, the city campus. Newport. It's very, it's very nice to do city campus. It's like a, it's a modern building. How you expect modern building? Lots of glass and the metal and all that. But it's just like, oh, I miss Carleon. It was such a pretty campus. It was really nice, and they got rid of it, which sucks. I could pronounce it as Kalean, actually. Oh, and if you want, ever watch Sex Education on Netflix, that's where it's, it's, it's filmed. It was filmed there. Really. Yeah, the TV show Sex Education on Netflix is filmed where we used to go to university. So if you ever wanted to see that, guys, there Ooh. you go. I've never watched it, but I know it's filmed there. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's wicked. But anyway, yeah. it's just like, uh, i never been to the city campus, but I've been over to the Opel uh, campus, which is, we only had a visit there, but I think back then it's like yeah. got security problems on it which I hope they got that fixed because it was like over 10 years ago when it was built. But now anyone yeah. who goes to the University of South Wales is now like, go to either Newport or Swansea. And if you go yeah. to Newport, they, everything will, will be in white in the city centre. I haven't really heard any news from there, but I think we certainly like give a episode or out of the box and talk about Newport University. But I yeah, think it's just meant yeah, we've got good. a lot of fish to fry. Yeah, they've, they, yeah, there's been a lot of upgrades since since I left university. There, they've actually like added loads of stuff now. They've like revamped the whole city center and stuff. So, uh, yeah, they got like a cinema there and all sorts of like fancy restaurants and all sorts of that stuff. So I'm like, oh damn, I wish I was still in university there now. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, it's because you know a part of Newport has already been upgraded. 
But yeah. the interesting thing is that, I mean, you live much closer to Newport than I am because it's just like yeah, I take about hours for me to travel over right up to Taunton or near to Bristol, and then I had to take the bridge over and get to over to Newport. And it's just a bit... It's about like, a half-hour drive for me. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like a half-hour drive for me. I'm in Cardiff, so it's the city next over. So I'm Cardiff, and then Swansea's on one side, Newport's on the other side, and you literally just go down the motorway, and you're there. I used to live in Newport as well for three years, and I mm. loved it there. And Yeah, now I work full-time in a job I hate. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think recently, like, you'd be really, like, playing the game and just, like, you say uh, letters and you say, like, uh, letters for this, this, this. And you obviously, like, done so much call center that you learned the lingo for all the letters. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, we're we really going off topic here a little bit, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, well, basically, yeah, we're doing, we're playing Pokemon last night. And I was go. I was telling you all the the the, lev- the code that we were using using the phonetic alphabet. So phonetic alphabet is where you go A for Al- A for Alpha, B for Bravo, C for Charlie, and then Whiskey Victor, all that stuff. Uh, it's something I've learned over the years because I've worked in call centers for years and years and years, and I've worked on radio and stuff. So it's just one of those things you kind of pick up over the years. So yeah, but yeah, uh, this random. This falls into the what have you been playing? And we've been playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So yeah, we right now we will be discussing more of it in Out of the Box, and we also did a reaction to it. But Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has got the DLC announced, and it will reveal new areas with new Pokemon. At the same time, we also got some extra bits like the Hussein Sorak and some new uniform. And also, yeah. you don't have to pay the DLC for it, but there's now like terror raids that last until March the 12th, where you can get to catch Suicune and Ferocion in, like, I think it was in the, I think, uh, yeah, in terror raids. Oh terror gosh, raids, I'm yeah. lost there, but. Well, it's walking. It's they're not called secret and that. There's walking wake or something. Are they walking wake? Walking wake. Uh, what was the other one called? Uh, ro- like razor leaves or something. I think it's called. I finally caught the 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 because I got violet. I got violet and scarlet. So on scarlet, I managed to catch both of them with you. And then on Violet today, I managed to catch the Walking Wake as well. So I've got both Pokemon twice, both the rare new legendaries, the exclusives to each game. So cool! It took me took me a couple of hours to do it as well, which was really frustrating because I kept trying to join like random lobbies, and they kept saying you cannot connect, you cannot connect. And I kept kept trying, and eventually I got into one. <laughs> it took forever though. So. Yeah, so uh, that's why. We work together on this because uh, you can get one of these based on the which version you get, where on Violet, you only get to yeah. go for Iron Leaves, whereas Pokemon Scarlet is where leaves. you go for Walking Wake. But yeah. you can still get them both for one game because uh, if you join a union or search for the Wade online, you have a good chance you might get into the Wade that Let's you capture the Pokemon of the opposite version. Like, Violet players yeah. can still catch uh, Walking Wake and vice versa. The only catch is that 
you can only get one of each, which is great because it allows you to get yourself two Paradox Pokemon into the one game. And I think this is like yeah. really good. But I think it's just kind of funny because, um, well, the first you on is basically a robot and I thought they would have extra plating of armor. I don't know what's going to happen because it doesn't have yeah. a Pokedex entry on it yet. But the walking bike is just quite literally a dinosaur. Looks like I'm one of those yip yip lizards that like runs across the weather. In fact, the oh, yeah. name is so on the nose because it just walks on on the top of water and wake it first to like the surface of the lake or some sort. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right. It looks a bit like a Velociraptor mixed with a, a Suicune. Suicune is like one of the most pretty Pokemon in the like in the history of Pokemon. Like really pretty, well designed. It's like. You know, sleek and like well designed, and then this thing looks hideous, like a monster, like Velociraptor version of it. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I like, I like the contrast. I like it. Uh, yeah, so Pokemon, we both be playing that. Uh, we're not going to go too much into detail because we've got a whole Pokemon discussion coming up later this week. So that'll probably be out tomorrow, or when you're hearing this, it'll be out the day after. Usually, absolutely, I think. Fingers crossed. Uh, I've also just started Soul Hackers 2, which looks like one of my Japanese animes. Um, you need to do the short like, bit because you've got one short that is based on like another thing that we don't really care about. And this seems to get attention. Yeah, but yeah so Soul, Hack Soul Hackers 2 is a it's basically Persona, but it's sci-fi. You know, like the game starts off and you're like you need to keep these two people alive so the world doesn't end. And there's like a collect, uh, uh, like a climactic, like world end event that's going to happen if you if you, these people die. So you got to try to keep them alive. And you're playing as a robot, or like you're an artificial, you're, you're an artificial intelligence inside a human body. So they keep saying you're a supercomputer inside a grandfather clock. Is what they keep saying. Is that that's their reference? Um, it's fun. It's just Persona, basically, but it's sci-fi. And I've heard, I've heard it's shorter than Persona. That's why I kind of want to try it out because I like Persona Five. I played it for hours, and I'm still nowhere near in, in. Like I've still got no way into it. It's like 200 hours Persona Five. So I'm hoping that Soul Hackers Two is a bit shorter, so I can actually finish it. Got a load of achievements on it already. I've only played about two hours of it. It's fun. Really worth, really, really, really worth checking out if you're into anime or uh, JRPGs. It's a good JRPG that's just come to Game Pass this week. So, thumbs up to that. Uh, also, be playing Vampire Survivors again because I can't stop myself. Yeah, addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I finally locked Backcountry, which is dope. I need to play Backcountry. I've just unlocked it yesterday. I literally, because I was on endless mode, I literally was on one I had one playthrough yesterday. It was like over an hour where I was just walking around killing everything. I just I just couldn't die for ages. In the end, I just got bored and put the controller down and eventually died. <laughs> I got too, I was too OP. Um, have you gone back to uh, to Vampire Survivors? No. No. Good game, but I love Vampire Survivors. I and haven't also, even got back to like Atomic Heart, which is also what you've been yeah, playing as well. Are. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just about to mention Atomic Heart. I like Atomic Heart. I've just got to the open world stuff. It's fun, but I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it or finish it, to be perfectly honest. I would say it's like a seven a six or seven out of ten. 
the world, I like the setting, but the gameplay's a bit clunky, and I don't know, it's just something about it, it's not quite right. It just, I don't know, it, it, it can get frustrating when you get spotted and you basically can't, like, you like now, like most stealth games, if you get spotted, if you hide for like 10 seconds, eventually they'll go away, but they don't seem to ever go away. It's like you need to kill everything for them to stop chasing you. It's just like that's kind of annoying. And also, there's a lot of fetch quests. Like the character goes, Oh, you need four characters, four characters to get through this door. And he goes, well, That's stupid. Why would I do that? It's like just because you mentioned in the game that it's stupid doesn't make it any less stupid. <laughs> It's like the character saying how shit it is. So why, why would it make it interesting to me? <laughs> I like you need think... four characters to open a door, which is really frustrating. And then you need to go find a train ticket to get a train, and that takes forever. It's just basically lots of fetch quests, which is really annoying. Lots of tra- like backtracking. It kind anyway, of sounds sorry. like Serious Sam in terms of like having to kill everything and go through a lot yeah. of randomness. It's all right. It's not. It's, it's like bio. It's like Bioshock Russia. Uh, not quite as polished as Bioshock. It's all right. It's just as I said, there's a lot of like fetch quests and stuff, and it's like, why is this here? And it like, almost feels like they're trying to pad the game out. So like, you don't have to pad the game out. You can just let it continue and go on with my uh, thing. I want a really hard boss fight, and I've kind of just given up. Uh, so yeah, I haven't got back to it for about a week or like mm. about three or four days. So we'll see. I'm, I don't think I'm going to go back to it though. I think I'm kind of done with it. And, and Wulong's coming out next week, so I'm really looking forward to that. So which we'll talk more more about in our topic of the show. Yeah. Spoilers. Anyway, um, <laughs> what have you been playing, Alice? I played Halo Infinite only yesterday. Just so they go through the community playlist, Team Snipers and Bits, while listening to Red Dwarf on my uh, music on my phone. Nice. And and the reason I do that is because I need to get that Foxwood seal, which is the second chance I can get it doing the Season 2, which I can get that, and I already unlocked it in a single night. The challenges are much easier. It's quicker too, because you don't have to go into specific playstyles. And you can just like complete all of them in one night because you don't have so many challenges to go through. And also you get points on like completing the match. But I made sure that I completed the winter update and got a few of the best on there. The district shop is interesting, like the flash field, even the Furtex, the red armor kit. Because yeah. uh, next week, March the 7th, Halo Infinite Season 3 is coming out. Ooh. I'm excited. I'm excited for season three. I love Halo. Um, yeah, I'm probably be playing a lot of that when it comes out. I'm excited. I mean, that that's our first news story. I don't know if you want to talk about Game Boy on the Nintendo Switch. Yes, that's also I will. And then we'll to that. Yes, because I did like a mostly around the uh, Switch, and I think I got plenty of games on it, which I thought mm, maybe it's worth getting off Game Pass because I haven't played that much Xbox. But yeah. Xbox rewards is much better because uh, you unlock like achievements on it, and usually yeah. for every V you have to play Xbox One games to yeah. unlock achievements to get rewards. And this is really annoying because you now get more games that are exclusive to Xbox XS, which means they don't count. But now this week mm. it's been fixed, so you now like unlock achievements any game release for Xbox Series X and S. 
after like two years and yeah. you can still like get uh, achievements for it and now you can like mm. get everything sets done so it's really good i just couldn't oh. get around to the microsoft awards and it's just like uh, i just couldn't really keep up with it but now it just seems to well, be a little easier with microsoft rewards now as well i don't know how new it is but i only found it yesterday you can now auto renew your game pass uh, your game pass subscription through it so normally it's twelve thousand points for a month of game pass you now t- you can do ten thousand points of game pass automatically comes out every month so as long as you keep earning over ten thousand points every month on your uh on the xbox points system you could get free game pass essentially so i'm gonna just have that set up now so i have free game pass for forever essentially just gonna keep making sure i get my keep again microsoft rewards and keep over the ten thousand mark but it automatically renews for me which is great and that should save me about 15 quid a month which is lovely and uh yeah i that's worth working into i think i would rather like uh get xbox gold for three months because that converts into one uh, uh almost like two months worth of like game pass but because i haven't been yeah. collecting so many points i don't get to pay i get end up paying for a game pass so yeah. therefore it's just like having the deal with it but i don't know if it's something that i would like stay off it for a few months while i focus on the switch and catch up on my projects but i don't know it's- We'll just have to yeah. see about that because I've been doing my team mostly and trying to focus on my well-being. So I really struggle to relax for the night and I often work into the night. But yesterday yeah. it's just like, well, the last two nights is even better because I played Pokemon with you. Very good experience. Went through some yeah. raids and it's just like really fun. And I played some Halo yes last night too. And it's like, wow, it's pretty good. Even though I just feel pretty lonely. But anyway, oh. as for the yeah, as for the Game Boy Switch, I've played Game Watch Gallery Three, which is a series of mini Ooh. games, and I thought, yeah, it's pretty nice. It's like modern yeah. games has got like um, Mario and Luigi characters on it, and like okay, but I kind of prefer the classic look because it's based on the Game of Watch, you know, the Mister Game of Watch from Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of works like that. But I find that Ooh. the modern versions to be a bit more smooth. I've also played Warrior Land 3, where you don't get to die, but you just have to like figure everything out in order to complete the level. I really hope to like get Warrior Land 4 to come with a Game Boy Advance on the Switch, because I really have really good memories of this game, and I don't mind playing it more. It's also it's a bit unfortunate. Like, Peter Tower, which is like... While you land four in the modern times, it's coming out. It came out in like Steam. But I'm still waiting for it to come to other platforms, even though it's actually made on Game Maker. So, yeah. oh, fingers crossed, it's still coming. Uh, yeah, I've not played it yet, but Wario Land 3 uh, uh, 4 on the Game Boy Advance, I have actually played quite a lot of that game. I actually really enjoyed that back in the day, it was one of my favorites. So, I'm hoping that does come to it. Nintendo Switch Online as well. And I'm hoping Pokemon comes to Nintendo Switch Online. That really annoyed me that we had the Pokemon Direct and they didn't announce Pokemon for it. I'm, yeah. Come it on sucks. Now. And now you just mentioned mm. it. It's just like, oh, um, I think it will be quite nostalgic for me to play through Pokemon Red because I got it on the 3DS and it's just like really nice. 
But the only problem is, is that I haven't played enough of it, and I just might move on to other pastures. Oh. But I think it's still going to be very good for the Switch. And also, um, it's likely to have compatibility with Pokemon Stadium. And it's really good, because not only you get your Pokemon over from there, over to the Nintendo 64 game, but if you were yeah. to do complete challenges like beating the Gym Leader Castle like many times you get pokemon that you couldn't otherwise get duplicates off in the game and i think that would be really sweet i would love that i hope i hope that happens fingers crossed <laughs> so yeah uh, we're gonna move on to the news mm-hmm. so as you were just saying halo infinite season three is out on the march the 7th I'm very excited for it. Now you've mentioned it, I need to go back and finish my winter. I haven't finished the winter pass. I've been trying to like save it, save it. I've been trying to take my time with it. I'm level twenty four. I think on my winter pass. You're not so that far off, off, really. Yeah, so I, I maybe I'll do double XP tonight and blaze through it and try to get to level thirty before the end of the night, and then I'll be ready for the be ready for season three, which I'm looking forward to. I recommend I recommend you go for the Foxwood Seal. And also while you're at it is to buy some Oreos and well, you don't have to buy them because you get images off the internet, but try to go for the Oreo uh, armor coating because it's very nice. I've been using it for quite a while before I got a Foxwood seal and it's quite nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, also, also I recommend you check out Team Snipers, which is a, a highlight of the week. And you've got community uh, playlist which it's a bit random, like you get Capture the Flag and Slayer, but you do get to play through like some of the classic maps. So it's really worth it. Awesome. I'll definitely, definitely try that. As for the season three, it will cover the narrative event that continues the story left over from last year, which is about someone like getting uh, invaded by a uh, banished AI. And now it seems that banished AI is just like got into the person's psyche. And now it just goes into a much darker and more terrifying thing. And just could lead to an interesting storyline. But I think this... Yeah. I was going to say, isn't me all... I watched the trailer for it and it does feel very Destiny to me. It does. It feels almost like a Destiny expansion, like this new DLC, like the stuff that they show in. It gives me that vibes, you know? So I used to play a lot of Destiny. Uh, I should play Nightfall or Lightfall because that looks really good. That's like the new expansion, but I probably won't. Um, yeah, I just thought it looked really like Destiny. I felt it looked, uh, I think it's interesting. I'm excited for it. So I'm hoping Season 3 is going to get people back because I think Halo is a fantastic game. I think Halo Infinite is a fantastic game, just didn't have enough content. So I'm hoping Season 3 is going to be the thing that gets everyone back. Fingers crossed. It was also a very lovely co-op experience. Like we just went through maps and killed a lot of foes on like the original Destiny. I haven't played like yeah. Destiny Two, but I remember that it's well, like really fun co-op experiences. Like I even like had a clip of me like going around the map. You sat down, just have a look at the sunset. There was yeah. no audio from you, but I just like <laughs> a little check of this out. Very nice view, and I get on the bicycle and just push you off the cliff, and then you just died. And then you just got yeah. retaliated and got really annoyed at me because I pushed you off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, I used to really like Destiny. I like uh, the the original Destiny. I was in the Alpha test, so I managed to play that for like I literally max I maxed out three characters in the Alpha test. 
Then I had the beta, and I did max out three characters in the beta because you could only have three characters. And then I basically I kept having max characters until I basically oh, one of the expansions in Destiny Two, where I've just stopped playing it since. It's because I I haven't got back to it for about a year or so. I really enjoy it, but it, it's one of those games you need to put a load of time into, and I don't have the time. Uh, like I used to stay up to like five o'clock, six o'clock, six o'clock at night playing it, trying to unlock everything, and it's got to the point where I have a job, but I can't really afford. I haven't really got the time to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's too much of an investment. But I love Destiny. I mean, that should be in our games that are coming out. Lightfall came out today or yesterday. So if you play yeah. that, I hope you guys enjoy that, Destiny, Destiny fans, if you anyone's listening. It recently <laughs> came out anyway. So if you enjoy Destiny 2, then you're in for a treat. But regardless, the Halo 3, Season uh, Halo 3, City. it's definitely yeah. got new awards. It's got two armor cores, which is Mirage and Chimera. I think the Chimera mm. is part of a fracture event. But... It does actually come with a new weapon known as the Bandit Rifle, which is quite literally like the DMR without a magnifying scope. But it's, I'm actually really excited for it because I like DMR. But it's also yeah. got like three new maps. It's yeah. got uh, community maps as well. And it's also like got a few extra bits of gameplay. Plus it has this like shroud thing, which it's like a shield, only you get through it, but it blocks everything from the inside and also from the outside, which means it could be used as a tactical advantage for like big team battle, which you can see yeah. on the trailer. So it's actually a dumb idea that's likely to work. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a bubble shield, but it's also like it's still it's like pitch black, right? So you can't see through it. So it's like, yeah, it's like it blocks people's vision as well, which is interesting. It's not like a normal bubble shield. It's like a bubble shield if it's covered in ink. <laughs> That's what it looks like, anyway. Uh, I like the map they showed, which was the, um, the... I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like someone's like bedroom. It's like you're playing in someone's bedroom, basically, the map. Like your like little tiny volcano like, figures, basically. They showed that in the trailer. I can't remember what this map's called now. It's a community map. But it's like you're basically in the Xbox fridge fighting people and stuff, and you're like, running across the keyboard and stuff like that it looks really fun yes. <laughs> it looks like toy story or whatever i can't like, i can't remember what the map's called but it looks rad i just think <laughs> they should start introducing these maps elsewhere into different playlists because oh, for sure. uh the playlist which is a community playlist was pretty much in a more isolated into this uh matchmaking playlist in the moment because the forge is still in the beta which means it needs to have all those uh well, all those problems ironed out. But honestly, I think they would need to bring up some older maps because they already introduced one of the maps of the previous Halo games. But you've got like Guardian, Lockout, and I think they may have made a Sidewinder on it. But there's definitely lots of maps from the classic Halo games that has yet to go into matchmaking playlists. I mean, I would definitely like have a huge thrill of doing Lockout, which is one of my favorite maps of all time in, of course, all Halo games. But they've already got a pet yeah. remake into the playlists. So it's just like really good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it anyway. I mean like Same. I got as I said I got six days to finish my winter pass. I think I'm gonna try and do that tonight yeah. when I get some chance for sure. Definitely. Yeah. That's on my priorities. 
Uh, okay, so next up in the news is State of Play. The PlayStation had a State of Play. It was rubbish. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. talked about Suicide Squad and everyone was disappointed. And it's apparently more of a live service because yeah. it kind of goes yeah. into some some of the kind of models of Avengers. But then it's like, <coughs> well, no. For what we hoped it would be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Now it's just like introducing yeah. uh, content that rolls out over time. And there's a, yeah. like a bunch of bits there. But I just like, wait, for the game that's just like a hack and slash thing that's made by Rocksteady and now they're just gonna like trying to make it work like Babylon's a fool so uh, this is not really like, promising it looks like Crackdown 4 which is like a, a like a f- superhero shooter kind of type game yeah uh, I bet. don't you have this in the draft yeah I think I do have it which <laughs> I'll just bring it up here <laughs> it's not like yeah, you even counterpicked it against it. So, yeah. There yeah. So, therefore, it's just not going to be very promising as it stands at the moment. I'm not. I'm not excited at all for Suicide Squad, but I will still be open minded about it. Maybe it'll be good. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, the state of play was all like VR stuff, and I couldn't give two tosses. I can't. I don't care about VR at all. Do you care about VR? I think it's like it's, it's one of those things you either love it or you or you hate. It's marmites in it. And I'm two people out of the in PSN trust has already bought it. I know a couple yeah. of the friends have already ordered it, and that's even though it's like five hundred pounds for something that is just a literal upgrade to. PSVR, where you get the same OLED yeah. display inside it, only you have a much fancier resolution and a couple of like motion controllers. But yeah, it looks, it, it's certainly it's an like, avenue that PlayStation certainly did take. Like they used to do PlayStation Move, which is like the remote controls. But for Xbox, yeah. the only thing they did is like bring brought out Kinect and they tried to integrate it into the mm. Xbox One. Now we all saw how that went. Yeah, we don't like the connect. <laughs> I feel like the, the Xbox are kind of going for stream everything to everything, uh, Game Pass, clouds. That's kind of their new thing. Whereas PlayStation's more like uh, VR. That's like they they basically have their own things they're aiming for. Uh, I kind of prefer the idea of being able to play Vampire Survivors on the toilet. <laughs> or <laughs> than play VR. I mean, that's having everything good for an option. I don't know. I'm not a big VR fan. I don't like sticking things to my face. I don't know. I don't like the idea of having something on my face and then people like being able to walk past and stuff, like and not being aware of what's going on around me. I don't like that. I like to know what's around me. I like to know what's in my perimeter. I don't like setting off shutting off my senses. You know. Especially if I have head, if you have headphones on and you have the VR headset on, literally anything can be going on around you. And you wouldn't have a clue. And I, I like that. I found, I found that really uncomfortable. <laughs> I literally played Resident Evil Seven once on the PSVR one. Oh no! Oh, no. I literally like, took I'm up the goggles off no. a bit as I get to the scary part, and then it's just like going through that and like have to deal with it. But I just it literally not only had a heart rate increased, it's just like I wasn't like really spooked off. I was like scared uh poopless, but then I think there was times when something that's already fed into me when I'm wearing VR, and then when yeah. one of the enemies like 
like dug through me. It's just like ah, <laughs> this is horror just, like, game. Crazy. I, oh no, I'm not a fan of horror games. No, thank you. I like yeah, basically people who want to go in VR in horror games. I'm like you're crazy. Like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if I play the horror games, make sure all the lights are on, make sure that there's nothing going to jump scare me. Stream to your phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who, like, I, if I'm playing a horror game, I have to have all the lights off and i got to make sure it's, like, atmosphere. Like, no, nah, lights on. I, <laughs> I'm a coward. Stream it to Discord and switch on light mode. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. I. I mean, Resident Evil Four. I'm looking forward to, but that's about as scary as my games get. Anything scarier mm. than that, I'm like, nah. I'm not interested. But I'm not interested in that. Oh, like like Outlast and stuff. That game freaked me out. I would never play that again. Oh, or Amnesia. Yeah. Damn. Speaking <laughs> of the PlayStation, Minecraft Dungeons, which is previously a Xbox exclusive and it's also been on the PC. I think it's all on the Switch yeah. too. It's now coming to PlayStation through PlayStation Plus collection of this month, I believe. So that means if you have a PlayStation 5, for example, you can get Minecraft Dungeons with your PlayStation Plus subscription. I got PS5. I can actually get Minecraft <laughs> Dungeons. What? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've, I've completed it on Xbox already. But no, it's cool. If you've not played it, it's worth playing. It's a fun game. Um, yeah. Uh, it's Diablo, but Minecraft. <laughs> but speaking of Diablo, eh, we also got Baldur's Gate 3, which is um, it's now been announced and it will be coming out on several platforms, including, I believe, PC as well as PlayStation 5. Yeah, and then it's also coming to Xbox at some point. They said that they're not officially announcing it until they figure. They said that because they're a small team, they're having technical issues making the Xbox version and they're having issues yeah. with the co-op. And they say they're not willing, they're not going to put a date on it until they know that they can release it. And a lot of mm. PlayStation fanboys have jumped on saying, oh, the Series S is the reason why it's not working. It's like, no, they just, you know, they're just a small team. They have, they're just struggling to, yeah. They're just it's struggling from- to update it, which it, is frustrating. It just Very reminds much like me Halo. of the early 90s and late 80s where, Developers, like, if they were to make games for a games console, they have to make a decision whether they go Super Nintendo or the Sega Maker Drive. And I just feel it kind of sounds like them, except they now, like, have, oh, we can do Xbox or we can do PlayStation. Why not do both? Early this time, they may have a technology that might actually translate well to PlayStation. And that depends if they got their own engine to deal with. I don't know if it's in the a generalized engine like Unreal Engine or a bespoke engine that they develop in-house. Uh, do you know? I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know much about Baldur's Gate, which is hilarious because like a lot of people are like going, oh, PlayStation's better because we got Baldur's Gate 3. It's like, were you ever going to play Baldur's Gate 3? Come on, be honest. And the PlayStation fanboys using it as a weapon against the Xbox fans. Yeah. Like you weren't gonna play this game. I don't understand. I don't understand your logic. Um, yeah, it's the, the developers have come out and said that they are still working on an Xbox version. They're just having a little bit of issues with it. It's only it's a time it. exclusive, really. Yeah. They, they, they said that there's no. They haven't got any exclusivity deal or anything with PlayStation. They're just struggling to get the yes. Xbox version 
working officially, so they're still working on it. So fingers crossed. Now, moving on. Street Fighter Six is officially arriving in June. But expect this to be a full retail version. Like, if Resident Evil 4 comes out this month and you had to buy it as separate instead of getting a Game Pass, then you had to be prepared for Street Fighter 6 as it will come like with a 60 or 70 dollar price. Now, Ooh, I just yeah. really hope it does not come with any ads like in Street Fighter 5, because otherwise this will be extremely awkward. I like Street Fighter. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it there. We'll see. I, I, I like I we had I had a hands-on preview of it when I went to EGX with the PlayStation guys with the PS we trust. We went over there. We played Street Fighter Six. They kind of kicked my ass because they're they're much more into their fighting games than I am. But I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a really fun game. Uh, am I going to buy it day one though? Probably not because I I. It's rare for me to buy a game of 70 quid now. If it's a game that I really want to play, I'll pay it 70 quid for it, but otherwise I'll just play Game Pass usually. Uh, so I'll probably wait for it to go to, probably wait for it to go on sale personally. Mm. Uh, but we will see. We will see. Also, speaking of fighting games, Mortal Kombat 12, that has leaked slash announced. Well, it's actually mentioned call. in the phys- financial call, physical call yeah. with someone. So yeah, Mortal Kombat 12 is coming and should be coming this year because it's been mentioned as part of a theatrical, physical year or some sort. But yeah. anyway, we may expect more about, hear more about it during summer and then we get to find out what's happening. But it's really interesting Probably because there's no injustice, there's no, like, the T, no. T's DC versus Marvel, but I think it was thrown there as a joke. So it's just really yeah. interesting. This Mortal Kombat 12 is something that follows like Mortal Kombat 11, which wasn't released a long time ago. And I think it came after like Injustice 2. But I still yeah. enjoyed Mortal Kombat 11. And I think it could well be my uh, first Mortal Kombat game that I've actually bought. And I certainly enjoyed a lot of Alfred. So yeah, it's just like really fantastic. And I'm glad that... Mortal Kombat 12 is coming up uh, over for this generation of consoles. So let's just hope that this will turn out really good. Anyway. And I've, been, I've been saying for a while that uh, once the Activision deals done, Xbox should buy uh, should buy Warner Brother games and get, get Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's, like, that's, I, that's my next other purchase list. <laughs> don't get your hopes up because yeah. they will probably have enough money for Hogwarts Psychosy to keep going. Oh God! Don't remind me. Uh, then the big announcement for me—I'm very excited for this. Elden Ring, yes. Uh, Shadow of the Urge Tree expansion is officially in development. I'm a bit confused because it says it's officially in development, right? Well, I thought when they announced it, they'd be like, "It is coming June." Or whatever you like. So the fact that they're saying it's in development makes me a bit worried that this is not coming out for a while. I think like December, maybe November, December, maybe even twenty twenty four. Um, I hope I hope it's sooner than that because Elder Ring was my personal game of the year. Spoilers: if you haven't watched my game of the year video, uh, Elden Ring, and uh, also you know, fantastic game. You haven't played it yet, have you? No. Elden Ring. It's really good. It's so good. I can't wait to play the expansion. Saying that, this year we're getting Tears of the Kingdom, we're getting Starfield, 
I do, I, I like I'll be fine. I think for my open world games for a while, but uh, yeah, Elden Ring expansion. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to hear more about it. We don't really know much about it. Just th- th- we just got a screenshot and just told that it's in development. So maybe maybe Jeff Keighley will show it off at like Summer Game Fest. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That probably be. The, I imagine that's probably when it's going to get shown next. Uh, I'm excited for it because Elden Ring was my. I absolutely adore Elden Ring. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Now it made it to my top ten games of all time, like number seven. I think I put it at <laughs> my yes. all time favorite game. <laughs> Uh, love it love Elden Ring can't wait for more that's basically it I just can't wait oh, yes please give me give me Elden Ring <laughs> um, there we there we have a Phil Spencer interview with Xbox on don't feel like there was much like he said much there I mean it's weird because people are dragging like, comments out from it but it's literally stuff he's already said like like placed it like the woman in the, in the interview said are you going to be taking Call of Duty away from PlayStation? It's like, no, for the millionth time, no, they're not taking it from PlayStation, for God's <laughs> sake. Why are we going to repeat ourselves? It's, yeah, basically, it's a lot of... Re- he, um, Bill Spencer repeated himself a lot. Uh, basically, stuff that we already knew. Uh, like, uh, they want to buy King. They want to buy Activision Blizzard King because they want mobile games, which we knew. They want to open a mobile division of xbox which we knew the they they're not gonna they're gonna still provide x uh they want call of duty on more platforms instead of less platforms which we knew playstation's gonna get the same version of call of duty as everyone else which we knew so it wasn't really anything groundbreaking in the interview it was a fun interview to listen to phil's always phil spencer's always like he always has really good interviews but wasn't anything like Ground breaking in this interview, I don't think. Unless you did, you watch it? Have you seen the interview? No, I haven't. And I did pick up one article which you should see on the screen, and it just basically points out the main thing that uh, Call of Duty will no longer have console exclusive DLC if it's owned by Microsoft, and right, that's yeah, according yeah, to yeah, Phil Spencer. So I think it, it's just uh, Xbox. Really, really hate. Sorry. Microsoft really, really hopes that when they get to buy Activision, Call of Duty is protected. But I just feel that it's just really ridiculous because, like, there's been a lot of dispute and arguments, and it's mainly like headed to buy Microsoft, uh, sorry, the Sony, the Sony. European laws, and even like uh, nice. Google joining because they already bought Nvidia. And it just seems like they're just going into a lot of arguments, a lot of like gatekeeping, all because that, like, it's all because of Call of Duty. And yeah. it's just like Call of Duty is like as if it's a most prized thing. But Crown Jewels, yeah. It's, it's not. It's, I, I feel like World of Warcraft is kind of important, Candy Crush, Diablo, Overwatch. You know, there's other things that you should be concerned about, I think. You, you literally, all you're concerned about is Call of Duty. It seems a bit... That, yeah, a it's bit just like... This is just literally like... Um, well, how do I put it? Talking about this deal, it's like talking about everything transgender-related, only like whenever it's brought up with BBC News, they talk about uh, women's toilets. 
and treat it as if it's the yeah. biggest thing. And I just hate those discussions because it just seems whenever anything the deal pops up, it's always be talked about Call of Duty and be the reason for yeah. the delays. And it's just so uh, preposterous. It's just ridiculous. I, I just want to get it done now. It's just getting annoying yes. this this whole thing. To be perfectly honest, I like I like. I thought I find it really interesting at the start, at the start, but I was just like, can we stop repeating ourselves? I feel like every week it's like we have to go, yes, Call of Duty will be on PlayStation. Like, how many times do people have to say that until they get the point? It's ridiculous now. I feel like I like it's. I feel like I'm going insane because it's literally the same conversations over and over. And over and over again. It's literally Call of Duty. We don't want to lose Call of Duty. Yeah, okay, here you go. Here's Call of Duty deal. But we don't want to lose it. But here's the deal. We don't want to lose Call of Duty. It's like, yeah, here you go. No, we don't want it. We we want it. It's like, it's like shut up. Just take the deal. Let's just get on with it. Like, this is just literally like, this is just literally like them oh. saying, um, like we don't want this deal to happen, and it just seems to always bring up Call of Duty as some kind of uh, excuse for not having this deal. Totally. I mean, it's just more like backhanded comments and everything like that. As if they just tried to make it sound as if it's more legitimate, but I think it just seems as if they're not being honest with themselves and try to prevent this deal, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, this- we have to move on, and yeah. Shinji Murakami is leaving uh, Tango Gameworks, and he's a Bye-bye. designer who worked on Hi-Fi Wash. He yep. also been he he worked on Pitiful uh, Joe and Devil May Cry, two of the games that has links to Hi-Fi Wash. But yep. he also directed the likes of Vanquish, Resident Evil, and Dino Crisis. So it's and, kind of sad uh, to see him go. And obviously the evil within and uh go to White Guru as well. Yes. So it's like he's got a lot of he's he's got a very good prowess. Uh he apparently he was he's been thinking about retiring for a while now. It's just it's just it's just a coincidence he's, yeah. he's basically gone. I fi Rush was a really big success. Uh quit while you're ahead kind of feel. That's what it seems like to me. Plus he didn't really he was kind of hands off with Hi Fi Rush and uh Go to My Taikyo. Um there was someone else someone else directed it. I can't remember his name now. But basically uh he was more like a producer role and he just basically do like he was like hands off kind of. So he's basically he's kind of been reducing his role over the years anyway. So yeah, he's just retiring, which is nice for him, I suppose. I mean I wish I wish I could retire. That'd be lovely. Um <laughs> Yeah, he might be C five in the moment. I feel older. <laughs> well, but now he's, he seems to be doing a very good, he did a very good job. Uh, he's a very talented developer, and uh, we hope he's hope he, he's happy and he's gonna. If he's retired, then good for him. If he's gonna start another company, also good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say really. What what do you, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's a shame, but at least he gets to um, enjoy better pastures, but. I think it's important that Hi-Fi Wash is by far the swan song of his career, so it's just really good. But I really hope like other people who worked hard on the game get to like do even more exciting projects for Xbox. Like if we get yeah. Hi-Fi Wash 2, then that would be really good. So because so. we certainly enjoy the heck out of it, so it's quite good. 
we love Hi-Fi Rush, and I feel like they said the Hi-Fi Rush is one of the most successful Bethesda games ever, which is kind of impressive to say. So this feels like this might be like the future of of Tango GameWorks. Might be we might get a Hi-Fi Rush too because it was very successful and very popular. So fingers crossed. I hope so. I love Hi-Fi Rush. It's one of my favorite games of the year already, and it's fantastic. Now, uh, another another news piece that, according to someone on the Microsoft president, he questions yeah. whether the games consoles will still exist after ten years. But do you agree with it? Did they? Did he already say that they think he will? They will. Um, I I think in shape in shape or form there will be still games consoles in ten years. Um, I still think people are ready to move on yet, but I think cloud streaming is going to be like the next thing, isn't it? Mm. Once cloud streaming kind of catches up, that's going to be it, isn't it? Uh, Netflix and uh, Netflix and uh, Spotify show that streaming services are more popular than the current thing. Like people don't really buy DVDs anymore because of Netflix, and people don't really buy music anymore because of Spotify. So like Game Pass is kind of like the next thing, isn't it? Like that's what the that's like gaming is going to be that. Well, at the moment, um, you mentioned those streaming services. At the moment, they're losing subscribers, and the cost of everything is to blame for it. So I don't know if the streaming services are always going to be at top, but we shall have to see. And knowing whether people would switch back to physical media and even buying it secondhand, so. We'll just have to see I about that. So. I don't see people moving back to physical media. Even if they are cancelling their subscriptions, Netflix is still going to be cheaper than buying every film you want to watch on DVD or Blu-ray, you know? Uh, I just feel Netflix is basically the last resort. It's still, like, the most popular service, and yeah. I just think at the moment there's a lot of streaming services that's likely to lead to a crash in those sort of things. And then eventually we'll recede all the way back to Netflix. But I don't know what this means for the Xbox Game Pass, but it's currently like Microsoft's key product. So I'm yeah. not going to be too surprised when they have streaming services. But I well, just think, especially with the ray tracing and all the stuff to improve, I still reckon yeah. we could see the next generation of consoles happening in the next seven years. I do think we could have consoles for another 10 years at least. But I was going to say, it's like, um, uh, I feel like most things are going to be streamed. Like in Brazil, they're no longer releasing physical discs now oh. for Xbox. It's going to be all digital mm. in Brazil, as far as I'm aware. Uh, so like we're moving away from physical discs. I, I mean, the, the Series S is one of the most popular consoles Xbox has ever released, and that's a discless console. Uh, the PS5's got a discless version. The Switch uses cartridges, but you know most things are go digital. Digital sales are on an increase in sale, like you know, digital sales are increasing rapidly. Game Pass is increasing rapidly. Services and stuff. So I feel like eventually it will just be like we're on our computers or or, or whatever device we got, like an iPad or iPhone, or whatever. We just click a Game Pass button and it, like an app. And then we loaded up, and that's all. Like our games are on that, and that's how we'll play most of our games going forward. I think it's going to be like that eventually. I don't think technology is quite there yet because, uh, as you said, games with ray tracing and stuff. Like I don't think streaming Forza Horizon, uh, Forza, well, the new Forza game, Forza Seven, I think it would be or Forza Eight. 
playing that like through the clouds is not going to be 100% consistent all the time because people's internet connections are all you know yeah true. people have better internet than ever but i feel like when it, when global internet when like fiber is like commonplace for everyone in the world then i feel like we will get to a phase where consoles do start to get phased out and we're just going to be living off like or like or if we have a console it might just be like a, a chromecast or like well they were saying the xbox they were saying they were going to make an xbox like a streaming car a streaming console i think that'll probably be the future yeah, and then just basically apps on your TV. Then eventually, yeah, I think it's just like we're quite likely to see more of this. But, uh, but I would still stand by and say like consoles are fantastic. I even hope for the console that it will be like just as practical as like the Mic Drive, where it's a small console. You plug games into it and you play it straight off. And same with like PlayStation Two. So I think it's just going to be like really fantastic. But then. Why go for that when you already got Xbox Series S, which I was going to take it out, but it's, I don't want to ruin the plugs in the back. But it is quite literally like uh, almost the size of a massive dictionary. It's perfect. And I'm really impressed with the performance where it's just like if the 1080p is the norm and we don't go to the 4K, then these are certainly the consoles we're getting because... It just seems in a small form of fact. It's just like really fantastic. But anyway, speaking of which, check it, take a look. It's a Mandalorian uh, Xbox, as well as like the Google, uh, Google um, Xbox Google, Series yeah. S. They're currently being, um, well, cool. pretty much out as sweepstakes. So. Ooh. If you like go into Microsoft Rewards, you can get enter into sweepstakes to win either one of these consoles. And there's even a green Xbox controller that's got a Grogo uh, hoodie as well. So it quite, it'll be quite good. Yeah. That's fair enough. So should we move on to our topic of the show? Yep. Topic of the show. Topic of the show. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, we need to come up with a jingle for it. Well, don't worry. I got it. I'm thinking of like intros for each segment, like in PSN, in PS We Trust. It's just I struggled oh, okay. to find time for it, and i still dealing with a veil bean for like many months, but it'll come. That's all good. It'll come. I like, I call it. I quite like doing it like where we just basically make the subject <laughs> where I'm just saying random stuff like going topic of the show. <laughs> I quite I quite like doing it off the, off the cuff. Of... Yeah, but anyway, it's spring now, first of March onwards, and we should be getting some better weather. We do have like better spots of weather when some days will be like really cold. So the question is. Um, what are we going to be expecting throughout spring? Uh, oh, we've got some good games coming out over spring. As far as I'm, I, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's happening over March where we get loads of games. So we got like yeah. Real Long and Resident Evil Four remake. Are those games you're actually very excited for? I'm very excited for Wulong. I mean, I hope Wulong's good. It's in my draft. Uh, I'll just go check it for you now because I've got a tab. Yep, you got Wulong Fallen Destiny, Dynasty, and Resident for Remake. Resident 
So yeah, so I've got two games coming out in, in March on my draft, which I'm really looking forward to. Wulong, uh, I basically this is the first Souls type game that I'm playing since Elden Ring, so I'm hoping I'm going to enjoy it. Fingers crossed. I really enjoyed Elden Ring. I'm going to be and it's just like going to have the Souls type combat, and it's going to be interesting and really excited for it. Resident Evil 4 is my favorite horror game of all time, and they're re-remastering it, remaking it in March. Um, I'm excited, but also really nervous. As I said to you earlier, I'm I'm a scaredy cat. I'm not very good at horror games, whereas I quite liked Resident Evil 4 because it was quite action-focused. This one seems a bit more scary, so I don't know how I feel. Uh, What do you think? Are you excited for either of those games? I haven't been thinking about it. I completed Resident Evil 4 before on the Wii, and I feel this is the best version. But I think the remake of the Resident Evil 4 is interesting, but I'm not likely to get that. And also the way long, it's pretty much like a successor to like Ninja Gaiden. So I'll just see what yeah. the reviews come up. But just because it has like good scores doesn't mean I'm always going to get to play everything. So no. I don't know, because I'm not playing a lot of games in the moment. And I have yet to play through Metro Prime and Atomic Heart. So therefore, um, I think it's unlikely that I will be playing so much games uh, throughout many months. And I've also got a a few projects that I need to get through off. So uh, it's going to be really difficult, I have to say. I'm going to be trying... I'm going to be trying out Will Long next week for sure. When it comes out, I'm going to be playing that. Uh, hoping I'm going to enjoy it. Fingers crossed. I'm a bit nervous. I'm going to look because, like, Elden Ring was the first Souls game I really got into. I played Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. I've played all those games, but I never got very far into them. I used to kind of get stuck and get bored. I'm worried that that might happen with Will Long. I feel like Elden Ring having the open world was like a really big. Uh, revolu- like a b- big thing for me, so I'm hoping Wulong's going to be, I'm going to be okay with it, even though it's not open world. Same, we will see. Same with like uh, Pokemon Sky and Violet. That's also open world, yeah. even though it's buggy, but it's still fun. Yeah. But anyway, there's certainly a lot of hopium in this episode. So hopium, <laughs> <laughs> drink, it, drink it in. So yeah, March we got. So yeah, th- those are the two big games in March, right? Wulong and Resident Evil Four. I'm sure yes. there's something else. But- uh, now that those are the only two we got mentioned. Uh then April we got uh Wars, Wars. we got Jedi Survivor, and we got what? the Benedict Fox, as well as Minecraft Legends. Minecraft Ooh, Legends Minecraft. is a biggest game on April, so I think, I think so. this is gonna be a lot talked about. But as for the Benedict Fox, which you seldom talk about, are you interested yeah. in this game or some sort? Yeah. I'll probably play it. It looks like a looks a bit like Ori, a little bit like platformer, but like Metroidvania type game. I'm totally down for that. I like me some Metroidvania type type games. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it should be good. Benedict Fox. It looks really interesting and pretty. Um, yeah, and I think also Dead Island Two comes out in April as well. Which... Is it coming out? Because it's been delayed so much. It's been delayed like six times, but yeah, let me just double check Dead Island 2. So, uh, but yeah, April is also 21st like... 21st of April. 
Yeah. Which I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, but hey, you know, it's a big game, it's a triple A game coming out. So like, this is the start of the big games coming out in April, I think. Advance Wars, uh, it's finally coming out to Switch, that's gonna be fun. Jedi Survivor, Star Wars, Dark Souls, I'm totally down for trying it again. I never finished uh, Jedi um what was it, Fallen Order, I think it's called. Is it called Fallen Order? Uh never finished it. The first one. Mm. Did you ever finish? Did you play it? The original Jedi, like, no, uh, I think it's Jedi Fallen Order. It was good. I just never finished it. The maps are a bit convoluted and stuff. I'm hoping that they fix a lot of that stuff and maybe have a quick, uh, fast travel and stuff. That was like the main problem is the exploring was a bit tedious. Uh, but I'm excited to try it and hopefully it's less buggy than the original one as well. I didn't know that it has a lot of bugs because all I saw about it is like a really interesting story. And it's also just yeah. a really impressive platform and uh, fighting parts. Uh, and that comes from Respawn Entertainment, who actually worked on Titanfall 2, which I found yeah. the campaign to be really good. But I think it was like a few years since I last played it. Yeah, so with, uh, va- with uh, I was going to say Vampire Survivors then, uh, with Jedi Survivor, with the Jedi original one, Fall- I think it's Fallen Order, I played that on my VHS Xbox One. Like the original Xbox One, the big chunky one. So that's probably why it was a bit buggy because it's like really old Xbox One. <laughs> uh, so I did play it on the Series X. Um, I'm looking forward to trying it. As I said, I've become I'm a convert now of the Soulsborne. I'm part of a soul. I'm part of the Soulsborne people now. Uh, <laughs> Elder Rings. Elder Rings got me in, so I'm going to try it. I'm sure I'm going to give it another go. Um, yeah, I'll definitely try it. I'm hoping it'll come to Game Pass sooner rather than later as well, because we have EA Play. It'd probably be coming out, if it comes to Game Pass, it'll probably come out, what, July? Because it's usually like three months after it comes out, it comes to EA Play, if mm. I remember correctly. It'll probably be like June, July that we get it. So maybe I'll hold out instead of, buy, instead of paying 70 quid for it. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Should I pay 70 pounds for Jedi Survivors? Even though I'm broke. <laughs> uh, I would rather you save your money from the new laptop. And uh, Zelda, which is in May. Yeah, which is that's the only the thing we care about in May. <laughs> but anyway, I, mean, I do care about Redfall. I think Redfall looks really cool. But if it comes out at the same time as Zelda, I know Zelda's getting priority because Zelda is like, oh yeah, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is the sequel to the, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go. Tears of the Kingdom. I think, the only, I think this Spoiler. is the only thing that matters on May anyway. And I think, <laughs> I think to be honest, there's, a, there's only a few games in the moment, like Redfall and Suicide Squad. And it could be a quiet month, but we could expect shadow drops and everything else to come on it. So it should be... Yeah. Well, hopefully we might see more of it because at the moment we see a lot more releases in March, even in April. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what and spring June. brings. Anyway, speaking of which... Red... Uh, yeah, go on. How is the gaming doing winter? It started on like Christmas and it persisted throughout January and February. So... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I more to say. Uh, 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 May looks good. March, I don't know. 
Uh, because we've certainly got the, some shadow drops with Metro Prime and, yes, of course, well, like Hi Fi Wash. So I think winter this year is like much better. So it's really fantastic. Weird. And we get to do some more experiences plus with GoldenEye. So I think this is all going to turn out to be really superior time. And we just hope for more shadow drops throughout spring. But I think there's I already so. too many things to expect during spring. And that includes Halo Season 3. So yes, how would you imagine that June's going to turn out to be, which is where the summer's going to start on the middle of June? What was your thoughts? Um, I'm excited for... I mean, this year is insane. Uh, we've, like, we haven't even got to, to June yet on the list. And it's like... Uh, yeah, we got we're getting Zelda, we're getting Redfall, we're getting Minecraft Legends, we're getting Rulong, Resident Evil Four, Gen uh, Jedi Survivors. And that's only in the next three months. Like that's crazy to think that how many good games are coming out. And then we got Starfields coming out in June probably or July maybe or later in the year. I don't know. Then we got Forza. There's so many good games coming out. I'm very excited. It's a very good time to be a gamer. I think 2023 might be the best year in gaming history. Uh, PlayStation have kind of gone quiet. We don't know what they're doing. Spider-Man, I guess. Ooh. They've kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, well, they got PSVR, and they already announcing a bunch of virtual reality games. Don't care about virtual Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about VR. I never have, never will. Um, I don't think. Um yeah, Spider-Man 2, the, literally the only reason I have a PS5 is Spider-Man 2. I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, it's a while off. I mean, Nintendo's got Zelda, Pikmin 4, Advance Wars, Octopath Traveler 2, quite a lot. And Xbox has got Minecraft Legends, Long, Resident Evil, uh, Redfall, uh, Starfield. So much good stuff this year. So much good stuff. I can't wait. Forza. Give me Forza. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. I'm just a... Winter was fun. I think I think those two shadow drops really saved January, February. I think Metro Prime and uh, Hi-Fi Rush really saved the beginning of the year. And also sure. GoldenEye as well. So I and think GoldenEye, yeah. we just hope the spring stuff will be like even fantastic. So I think it will be great. But I am already looking forward to spring because... We don't have any snow in some places, but at least we're just going to get out of the really cold winter. And now spring is going to be warmer. It has more opportunities and it's just really sure. fantastic. Like we can do a lot more and hopefully we can like do more walks. So yeah. I think it's unlikely yeah, I may not try all of the games mentioned in this podcast. So touch, but, the, touch the grass. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, if you have any games that you're looking forward to the most for the next three months, then let us know in the comments below and see how it goes. So anyway, Definitely. now we just need to wrap up this podcast. So, right. So <laughs> as this, these are the final questions I have got. Still waiting on people to come up with questions for us, which will overwrite. Mm -hmm. But for this go. one, every question I ask will be based on the topic of the week. So... Um, Lewis, also known as Potato Chief, what is your favorite gaming memory from spring? Like, if it's from March to May, what's your favorite gaming memory from it? 
That's a random question. I don't know. Um, Artificial Spring. Getting the Nintendo Switch and playing Breath of the Wild. That's a go. good one. That's a, that's a nice, easy question. Uh, yeah, getting Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, queued up till midnight in my local game station, my local game shop. Got it home, set up the Switch, played Zelda for literally like 20 hours or ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. Love that game. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. And that's why I'm looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah, that would probably be my favorite game that released in this period of like the time of the year, this time of the year. Loved it. Uh, yeah. How about you? Do you well, have any positive memories of, of this time of year? I did actually forgot about it. And it's like, oh, Switch came out and it was almost a shadow drop because it was mentioned in February yeah. of the same year. But as soon yeah. as it released, it's like, oh, I just got it. And I just got like uh, Legend of Zelda. I don't know if I got anything else with it, but it was certainly like huge. Like I got Blaster Master Zero and all those bits. Yeah. But Me one too. of the best feet best selling points with it with any games console is that not only you hook it up to the TV, you can actually remove it to the dock and you use it like a handheld. And I think this is a really great innovation. And it's like it's still blue. Yeah. It's like five years it's like five years later or now and it still blows my mind the Switch does. The Switch still feels like a really new piece of technology to me. I'm like, oh my God, I can play it handheld and i could play it on the tv what and i've been playing it for years and i still feel like it's still the idea of the switch still kind of blows my mind it's it's crazy that it's still the novelty hasn't worn off for me uh i also got bomberman x uh oh was oh you mentioned about bomberman this is literally my first game to play that i bought for the switch before i went on to get breath of the wild I even yeah. have to say that Breath of the Wild is really great, and it's really oh, the best way to play the game. Yes. Sh- oh, Shovel Knight. They had the Shovel Knight with all yes, the new I DLC. I bought that on one there. too. That's awesome. Uh, and there was a, there was like an F Zero game, but I can't remember what it's called. It's not. Like, it's like a F Zero rip off. Oh, is it the like Fast RMX? That's it, Fast RMX. Yeah, those are the games I had at launch. Fast RMX, Shovel Knight. Uh, for me, um, I think the. Switch is like really fantastic, and I hope Nintendo releases a new first version for it. But I would say, have to say, like, so I always be like playing on the TV, but quite often, like, there's some other rooms in the house back then. It's like much more pleasant to get go, especially I can like sit yeah. outside and enjoy. So, which is why it's very useful when you take a Switch, flip the uh, foot of it so you can like keep it upright. And then you just disconnect Tim one of the controllers top, yeah. out and you can like play it sideways. So it's always a very nice memory of like trying that on the Switch. For me, I really for oh, me, sorry. Uh, it's very, very hard to decide. And I was gonna say about Metroid Prime, because when it came out on the GameCube, Ooh. it's like I bought it in game shop, I play on the GameCube, it's like, wow, it's really fantastic. And it was back then when like Halo is a huge thing, and it's like, oh wow, it's really cool. But now yeah. you mentioned the Switch, it just reminds me of the spring release. It's like there's Nintendo DS or the 3DS, but I have a lot of memories of Nintendo DS, which I ended up getting more games for it. But when I got it, I got Polarium, I got Super Mario 64 DS, and I thought I was really skeptical with the double screens, but I'm just so blown away with yeah. this technology. 
And it's a shame that we're not getting something like that again. Like when the 3DS came out, top screen is wider and it just doesn't feel as great as last time. Whereas the Nintendo yeah. DS, it's just like, wow, it's just so clean, so brilliant. And it's just so, so with, special. With this, when you're saying about spring stuff as well, the thing with me is most my memories are summertime because my birthday's in June. So like all the games consoles I used to get, I used to get them in June. Or either Christmas, I haven't got them for my birthday or for Christmas. I never bought them day one until like I was an adult. So mm. like, like my spring, most of my memories of uh, games coming out in June or getting a console in my birthday around June or getting a console around Christmas time. So that's why it's a bit tricky to come up with something a bit further back. Uh, I'm also going to say I really hope that uh, Xbox comes to Switch. That's still my my, my key dream. Mm. Game Pass on Switch. Make it happen, Nintendo slash Xbox, please. Also, I bought an Xbox 360 after waiting for it to come out in late 2005. I finally got it out in like 2006. I think it was in doing Rent today, but it was certainly really interesting. I've also got the Xbox Series X out. Uh, I got it when I just managed to find the stock. Still works for me, and I recently watched Red Dwarf DVDs on it, which is great. So, yeah, <laughs> useful, isn't it? But I would say that spring, I would have to say this is the best release window for new console releases because that way sure. you buy the systems and if it's handheld, it's even better because you get into the warmer parts of the year. So it's just like really fantastic. Now, yeah, I need to mention my favorite memory, which probably is a question for you, but for me, the yeah, best right. gaming memory, now I remember it, is playing Animal Crossing New Horizons during lockdown. That was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Um, also, Doom came out the same day, which was hilarious. I <laughs> love the fact that they both came out the same day. And I'll switch it between the two. But yeah, Animal Crossing locked out. Like, I wouldn't say necessarily as a... F- well, it is a positive memory, I suppose. It was like the, pos- the, like the positive thing that came out of lockdown wasn't it like lockdown was super depressing and everyone was mega depressed and then animal crossing came out and it kind of brought everyone together which was really nice yeah i i, yes. I did enjoy that i have my own little island and stuff it's I haven't quite... got back to animal crossing like two years it's all overgrown now and everyone all the animals are like where have you been <laughs> well it's even worse because you're now playing it and it's not gonna be like last time because when it came out everyone's locked down and Everyone flocked yeah. over to it, and it was a great coping mechanism. Like compared to the bleakness yeah. of the environment, you have all those pretty colors in it. You get to collect stuff, and I even interact with so many people. Some of which are like strangers, yeah, and it's like a huge yearly thing. It's just like you get to go outside, play, build the nice. island, and for the game that doesn't have so much combat, it's like you're basically left to build your own island. And I think that's really fantastic. So it's definitely like my favorite gaming memory. So, yeah. yeah so I, love I think if one. anything, on the Xbox podcast, Nintendo Switch always brings out the best memories in spring. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Sorry about sorry about it, Xbox fans. Uh, we, we are Xbox fans primarily, but uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the Nintendo seemed to know how to hit our uh, nostalgia I want to get more nostalgic with, with Xbox. I really do. But yeah, I was going to say like getting, um, I, I think I had oranges as my fruit 
uh, Animal Crossing, trying to get every all the types of fruit as well. It's like trying to like go, have you got this fruit? Have you got apples? Have you got bananas? Yes, <laughs> have you got cherries? Ah! <laughs> like trying to find people with a different fruit it was hilarious. Yeah. That game, oh, I loved it. And, oh, yeah, that is a good memory. That is a good memory. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good point. I mean, Elden Ring came out last year in the spring. Oh. And as I said, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Love it. Um, yeah, it's just a fantastic game. I just loved watching other people play it mm. and, and also playing it myself and then like coming up with strategies. And like exploring the world and find, discovering new stuff in that game, and then like, like you were like in uh, games like Halo Combat Evolved and like uh, Fallout, they have this thing called the walkout moment, where you go to the open world for the first time. And you see the open world open up around you, and it's like whoa, like that kind of like thing that happens like four or five times in Elden Ring. Like you'll get to an area, and it's like. This, this this map is massive. This can't be any bigger than this. And then you go a bit further, and it's like, oh, no, the map is bigger. And just the map keeps expanding, and it's like more and more open, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love I love, I love, love Elden Ring. I'm sorry. Anyway. I Elden Ring all day. <laughs> the last question is certainly, like, memory. huge. But at least we're talking a lot more yeah. about spring in the past half hour. So I would say, yeah, this is a successful yeah. episode. So we've got to wrap this up. So... Uh, so yeah, happen? if you've got any good spring memories, let's just in the comments. And um, hopefully you have enjoyed this episode and have all the good things about it. And also, if you've got any games you look forward to in the next three months, then let us know too. Apart from that, I, I if you're on YouTube, be... like and subscribe. And if you're listening uh, yeah. to the podcast services, make sure to follow us for more episodes. And it usually happens every yeah. Wednesday. Well, every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on where you're at. So I don't know if you have any other comments, though. No, I, I, that was pretty much what I was going to say. I was just going to say uh, we're getting close to 100 subscribers. We would really appreciate it if we could get to 100 subscribers before Starfield. I think that would be a good a bit good goal. 100 subscribers before June, July, or whenever it comes out. Uh, we really appreciate that. We're really excited to keep going. Uh, if you have any ideas for outside the box episodes, because we, we're going to try and do some more experimental stuff. We do Pokemon this week, and then we don't know what we're going to do next week. Probably come up with something. Uh, well, we already got some ideas for the 100 subscriber video. We've got some ideas for it. Yeah. And we've already got lots of ideas for April Fool's. So, yeah. Yeah, be prepared. Yeah, so just like yeah, so comment below. We really appreciate it if you subscribe. Just you know, give us some feedback. If you hate the podcast, let us know why. If you like the podcast, let us know why. Just share it with everyone and just spread the love. We we really appreciate anyone who's new here, anyone who's old here. Just f thank you for watching. Yeah, thank you for thank watching and listening to us for this week. So, uh, so until next time, take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow us at X Marks Box on Twitter or X Marks the Box on YouTube. And follow us on all audio podcast services. Thanks for listening.